This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Thank you to our sponsor of this episode, Clone A Willy, for making this all possible. We love Clone A Willy, don't we? We all have used Clone A Willy, haven't we? Well, I used to clone a pussy. Okay. And Did you then, really? Yes. I, I made a Clone A Willy once of my own Willy. So we've all been cloned. We can't recommend them enough. They're a very fun experience. You will laugh. You will be a little turned on. And Wait, why are you Valentine's telling people Day. they're going to be turned on? It, it's more of a like fun activity. <laughs> did you do it with your brother? My brother? Yeah, Cam did. No. Oh, what? I didn't have a partner to do it with. Oh. <laughs> and I needed a help, helping hand. Helping hand. But I did not luckily get hard in front of him. Anyway, this Valentine's <laughs> Day, get yourself a clone of Willie, a clone, a new, their new product, a clone of Pussy Plus Sleeve Kit. Yeah. Why oh, are you telling him that? We, I just wanted you to aware. We need the sleeve kit. The yeah, sleeve you kit need to be able be... to fuck that pussy. What's a sleeve kit? Uh, you know, like a flashlight? You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do, so yeah. it's like you make your own. Oh. How do you like that? <laughs> I love it. And now they have Valentine's Day bundles, so you can add these lubes and cock rings and toy cleaners. Go to clonawilly.com, enter promo code MOM, you'll get 20% off your order. That's a deal. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. Yes, you are. <laughs> and my mother is Karen Lee Poder. Yes, I am. Together we chat about sex. Mother, you are a self-proclaimed cougar. Yes, Sex expert. You are a stand-up comic mime and Buddhist clown. Go on. And why do we chat about sex? It's very important that we communicate in general, but especially about something as taboo as sex. Yeah, I think that by talking about it, you can start to accept yourself more. And also, you help your relationships. And you'll be able to learn how to pleasure yourself and each other. So let us do this. Let's do it. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You know, I got to say something. I just realized, you, you even when you were a little, little boy, you always made Valentine's Day a very special day for me. And I appreciate that. What would I do? You would always like, I don't know, it's sometimes in the school they would have like plant sales or they'd have like fortune cookies and things like that they did special events for valentine's day and you'd always bring me something home i'd bring you a fortune cookie well maybe that wasn't it but it was you definitely brought me home a plant i would i think i would often get you a flower yeah or flowers yeah which even. i think as a little boy is a little weird but also very sweet <laughs> you were a sweet little boy a sweet oh, little boy well i think it just calls attention to how thoughtful you are thank you mother and you would always give me a nice card do you have any plans for this Valentine's Day coming up? Or I guess today, yes. Valentine's Day? Well, this Valentine's Day, we were supposed to go to uh, a restaurant in town. And the only time I could get the reservation was 11 o'clock at night. No way. Are you going to do it? I think we might. No way. <laughs> Either Is that it or, really that good? It's that good. Or most likely, Deez and I will pass out way before that. And yeah, that's nuts. Probably will not end up. We'll probably go to Trader Joe's and call it a night. What a fun party bunch. We are the party bunch. I aren't mean, we? even to consider 
that you're o'clock. gonna go to eleven o'clock. Well, I, I had a choice. Come close to that. I had a choice on open table of eleven or eleven thirty. How about all the other restaurants in Los Angeles? No, <laughs> okay. I had my heart set on this. All right. Anyway, maybe how, they had a last minute cancellation. I, you know, somebody asked me on my YouTube channel what to do if you're a single person and you don't have anything to do on Valentine's Day. Oh, like my situation. Yeah, like, and I suggested, you know what, make it an opportunity. There's probably a lot of men and women who don't have anything to do on Valentine's Day. Go out. Don't sit at a table by yourself. Sit at the bar. Oh. And start talking to people. Oh, man, that's a great idea. Yeah, isn't it a great call? Yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Why aren't you doing it? I have plans. Oh, well, then you, why'd you act like you were like, didn't it? So you have well, a date? Yeah, my brother. Oh, geez. Well, remember, you guys <laughs> all remember the saga where I tr- I tried to reconnect with my brother because he's moving out. Of, we share an apartment right now. He's We're both moving out at the end of the month. And he's much younger than you. And so I, I tried to, to reconnect by being a cool kid and taking edibles yeah. with him. And then I had a panic attack. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. And if so, you miss this episode, it's episode. Who knows? Go look at the episode. It's episode E-176, Cam has diarrhea on edibles. <laughs> Seriously, such a funny episode. It it behooves you to, if you're listening to this now, as soon as you're done, go to that episode. Anyway, so we decided for Valentine's Day, we'd do a, a redo oh. where I got a very small dose of edibles. Very small. What? That it, you bought it for me. Oh, that's true. Okay. I You were at a weed shop and I told you to get these little bl- chocolate-covered blueberries for me. Right, right. I should be sponsored by Kiva. Anyway, that's my plan for Valentine's Day, though, my brother. Wait, you, are, you and your brother are both going to take those little blueberries, eat them, and go out? Well, I don't know if we'll go out, but oh, we might just might have a, a little night. Oh, that's a cute idea, Isn't too. Isn't fun? I think that... Why, why don't I get invited to these parties? First of all, you have a Valentine's Day. No. Second of all, it, I'll be I'll be I'll plenty of time before eleven to to second consume of all, blueberries. He, he very much very well uh, might ditch me for a woman that night. Uh, I I would put money on that. God actually. damn it! All right, let's move on. Since it is Valentine's Day, if you're feeling so in the mood, so romantic, why don't you do us a favor? Please go on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a rating and a review. It'll take two seconds and it will make our days. You want to hear one that made my day? I would love to. This one is from Jart CM. Serious Commute Entertainment, five stars. This podcast is hilarious. Nothing better than laughing along to this while I'm on my way home from work. I quite enjoyed that recent episode with Karen reminiscing about her days in Urbana Champagne. I may be biased since I went to the same college and so did Jeremy, but Karen's top 10 best memories from college, plus Cam's comments, Made me laugh out loud. Reminds me a lot of my college days. Very funny. Thank you very much, Jart CM. Are you stunned right now? I love it. I'm so excited. And when I, I mean, that was one of my funniest pod. I thought one of the funniest podcasts for me. Yeah. And I you love think you start. You were the star of that. No, I like that you made fun of me the whole time. Oh, okay. I love. I don't know why. I am very self-deprecating as well. So I just it made me laugh. Yeah. And it also I like to hear that that it made him laugh. And I love to think about all pe- all the people commuting that are literally laughing out loud. That yeah. makes my day tremendous. So if you feel up for it, please leave us a rating interview. And uh, let us let us know also if you if you thought my college days was a funny episode as, as well. I'd like to hear. And I have to make an announcement. Mm. Frame it easy. We, I came across this site. I had this picture that you had given me of sex talk with my mom as me as a cougar and you as a mime. And it's been sitting around for a while. And all of a sudden, one day, both of us decided, well, why don't we do something? We look online. We find frame it easy. Literally, they took the print. 
that just on a JPEG, they framed, they matted it, and then they framed it and they sent it to us. And it came out so phenomenal. And it's sitting on our wall of our office in a huge poster size. It's awesome. I love it. Well, I'm very happy for you. Okay. Well, I just want to tell people about it because they too can get 10% off if they go to frameandeasy.com and mention code MOM. I don't know why you decided to just include this advertisement in, in our introduction. Well, when... because the, the stickers are the same picture. Okay, and the stickers are what everybody needs to know about. I don't think people know so about. So why it. are you doing a whole ad that we're not getting paid for? I mean, I love Frame It Easy. Don't get me wrong, but because I'm the, looking we're wasting up at everyone's it. time right now, I'm ma- doing waste- ads. Okay. I'm going to do an ad. How about this? Okay. I'm going to do an ad for for my own underwear right now. Well, they're probably holy. They are holy. Are they gross? Both holy. They have see, holes in it and they're holy. That is a huge turnoff if you do have a date to see someone with holy underwear. Okay. They, all right. Let's it, just it move says on. says a lot oh, about a person. We have the stickers. We're sending out the stickers this week. So if you if you guys are patrons of ours uh, and you gave us your address, we'll give you the stickers. If you let us know you you wrote that review, we're going to and we're gonna send you the stickers. And for those of you who missed those two opportunities to get our wonderful little stickers, 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 go to sextalkwithmymom.com slash merch and you can get the stickers for four dollars damn it i thought it was five five dollars five dollars five dollars going once going twice no the reason i keep i just keep looking up at this print of us and i'm like gosh people need to see this and so you if you guys want to see it i'm going to put so it on instagram much- i'm just going to put an instagram story they can look at the story they could see it on the wall they can all get all excited about it they could jump up and down can we just move on to the fact that we have a dope-ass interview coming up? Yeah, but I want to say one more thing. Oh I don't fuck. think you should walk around with holy underwear. You never know when you're with a girl. You know how much of a turnoff would be for many reasons why you don't want to wear holy underwear. Like, not the least of it is like, who? she's probably like, what is this poor schmuck that can't afford a pair of Hanes underwear? I need. We need to get a sponsor. That yeah, MeUndies, where the hell are you? <laughs> I don't know. All right, but I'll move on to the, how great this episode is because it is that funny it's, and great and It smart. is tremendous. So I went to a show on Saturday night, a stand-up show that was about sex. It was called Let's Have Sex with Zach Zimmerman, and it featured Dr. Chris Donahue, who's been on our show. So I said I'd go. I went with Nicoletta from the Sluts and Scholars podcast. We had a phenomenal time. She and her boyfriend. You're always a throuple. I'm on the, yeah, I'm a third wheel at all times. Anyway, it was a whole sex event. This guy <laughs> turned out to be absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hysterical. I and could believe I it. I immediately went up after the show and I was like, you need to come on the podcast. I like that. And then it turned out this guy is Zach Zimmerman. He is uh, named by Time Out Magazine to be one of the comics to watch in 2019. That's pretty cool. He's, his work has been published in The New Yorker, McSweeney's, in Vulture, New York Magazine, He's huge. Well, like, and, and he has this monthly comedy show at the Museum of Sex called "Let's Have Sex with Zach Zimmerman," which is in New York. In New so York, so he's from New York, and he happened to be in town for these shows in L.A. Yeah, so if oh, you're in New York, you should definitely go check him out. The guy is hysterical, and he's he's super brilliant. And he's got an album coming out apparently. Yeah, in April. So stay tuned. And I heard some of the cuts, and they're fantastic. They're very very funny. So in this episode, we chat about his growing up, being the first one to go to college, and also coming from a very evangelical Christian background uh, where masturbation was not really condoned, where gay was not a a thing. And premarital sex is a big no-no. And uh, he came out of college with some new insights. And let's talk about that college. He went to Princeton. Yeah. So he's super smart. Genius guy. And it's a very funny episode as well. We talk about his preference for topping. Oh, yeah. This guy is six he's, foot four. 
He is an absolutely adorable. He has no, he, there was nothing he wouldn't answer. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we, we were talk asking about some probing, probing questions. We talk about how, how do you determine if you're a top or a bottom? Did you decide if you're a top or bottom? No, I think I'm a verse. Oh, you go, you go either way. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you do? I told you what I am. And I know oh, yeah, they're yes. going to have to listen if they okay, want to okay. know. All I, right. And then uh, we finish off by talking about kissing. So I don't know. This yeah, is a phenomenal episode. We had a phenomenal time with him. I can't I really recommend like it enough. So stay tuned. Do you have anything else to say, Mother? Yes, I do. What? Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and whether or not you're a bottom or toppy. That kind of worked. <laughs> no, it didn't. The toppy is not a word, Mom. Zach Zimmerman, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you. I saw you perform the other night, and I was blown away by your comedy show. Uh, Also just blown, probably. (laughs) I was extremely blown. That was a very vibrant audience. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. So uh, it was at the Lyric Hyperion. Which Uh, is my clown home, by the way. But you're not from here. You're from New York. No, yes. I'm just in town for the week, you know, putting up some shows and... And petting your adorable dog. For the listeners at home, I'm currently being just like onslaught with love from, <laughs> yeah. from Gus. Gus, Gu- Gus Gu- is out of over the moon about Zach's. Gus parents. is like seriously in love. He I, is like like nonstop, and every time you stop, he he wants to pay pet more. Have you ever gone out with someone like Gus? Gus? Oh, who needs like constant attention? I yep. think I'm probably closer to the one who needs constant attention. <laughs> yeah. You're the My, Gus of yeah. the relationships. My love languages are uh, words of affirmation and physical touch. Um, so if like you massage me and tell me I'm pretty, then I will marry you. <laughs> uh, during the show, you actually came up with the sixth love language. I got I, you mentioned your new book, The Sixth Love Language. <laughs> yes, I had forgotten I did this, but I self-published a book on Amazon, just like a joke book. It was around the time when someone had made a book that was like. Uh, the Democrats plan for the future. And it was like a blank book and it sold a bunch of copies because a bunch of Republicans bought it. And so I was like, oh, let me think of a fun gimmick book. So I wrote the sixth love language. It's just uh, chapter one, butt stuff. And that's like the end of the book. <laughs> oh um, my God, that is hilarious. And, and only my friends like bought it. And then a couple, like five or six people like thought it was real and left some pretty nasty reviews on Amazon. So if you'd like to counteract those reviews, please go on Amazon and get the free Kindle version of The Sixth Love Language by Zach Zimmerman. I'm going to um, leave a, a nice review for that one. Oh, yeah. thank oh, you. I'm good. I'll, I'll leave a kind. review. I'm big on reviews. As a matter of uh, fact, you, if any of our listeners want to leave, leave a review, please do. Right uh, here on iTunes. Look at <laughs> that. Reviews. <laughs> Gee, uh, are, you, are you also a fan of butt stuff? Is, I I think as a as a gay man I have to be like I didn't have a choice. Oh, we've interviewed people yeah, who, who don't, don't like butt stuff. They gay just, men who just want oral. Oh wow! Yeah, it, I was kind of surprised at that too. Have you met anyone like that? I've I've I guess I've opened up to butt stuff as I've matured, and then <laughs> oh, one oh, thing uh, I opened up opened up okay. literally. I um, <laughs> one uh, tweet of mine that got a little traction was uh, eating asses like coffee. I didn't touch it in college, but now I can't live without it or something like that. <laughs> and, can't, and, and wake up thinking about it. Right. And Time Out shared it. And then a bunch of people commented like, this is disgusting. Like, this is terrible. This is awful. But I'm just like, oh, I think everyone should. It's true and a good joke. So, right? right. Yeah. Those are the two the things by which I measure every joke. Yeah. Is it true and is I, it funny? I like anal as a new black. 
Yeah. What's the punchline? Anal is the new black. Oh. <laughs> it's that's a little slogan. Anal. That's the punchline. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Anal's the new brown. Oh, oh that is, that's, that's a better punchline. That's kind of scary, it? though. We've <laughs> had too many tales of brown on this show. When you when you were first it, like exploring anal, you were you just like not excited about it, or like what what was your perception? I I guess my first experience was senior year of college, so I grew up very evangelical Christian and like didn't explore potentially being gay or men until college. And what part it, of the country did you grow up? Southern Virginia. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come with me now. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it wasn't until college when I first started um, realizing that was a thing people even did or that that was like a way to live a life. Um, and then over the like decade since, it's become like, I guess, part of my toolkit on how to <laughs> please a partner. Um, so how did you know you were gay? Oh, man. A lot of people like knew at 12 or knew at 13. Um and I truly did not even consider the possibility until college. And it was slowly like I saw some cute boys playing volleyball without their shirts on my freshman year. Uh, and I was like, do I want to look like you or be with you? And the answer was both. Um, so I then went to the gym and like slowly unpacked just like, and we were told for 18 years that a thing is a sin and not an option. Um, you don't even entertain it because you want to like please your parents and uh, go to heaven when you die. Um, so it wasn't <laughs> until college when I became an atheist, gay, and vegetarian. So oh. I just pleased my parents on all, all the fronts. <laughs> How? What was your mental state like as you were unpacking this? I, it it wasn't. Oh wow, that's a great question. It it felt very much like of two worlds. So in college, I was away from my parents and my friends were super supportive of everything I was choosing. It was easy to be a vegetarian. It was easy to start to hook up with men, even though there's still, I went to Princeton, there's still like kind of well, a little bit of a clause. Oh, you just throw that in there. Oh, I, I, just, I just went to Princeton. It's like, oh, I went well, to community college. I wanted you know? to paint the scene a little of the, the is, like Is there a beautiful, big gay community in Princeton? or is it... I think it's bigger now. There uh -huh. was an LGBTQ center um, that had started, but even when I was there, and this was a decade ago, it didn't. Fe that felt like a very different uh, group of people, like the people who were out and proud, mm -hmm. and then people who are still like figuring it out uh -huh. or doing stuff on the DL. And I think, sadly, it's still like that today a little bit. I think well, we went to visit it, and I thought of it as being very conservative. Like they took you in the president's room with all the past presidents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would think Princeton of all the Ivies is a little bit more conservative. Maybe, or maybe like, I don't know, maybe I'm just extrapolating that from the presidents on the wall. Right, no, right. No, that was kind of my vibe as well, actually. But... And there were, yeah, I don't, it's been interesting because to me, I'm so grateful to them because they got me like, out of my comfort zone and I was able to like explore who I was because I was the first in my family to go to college and so that was a huge really? step. And yeah. you took a big step to college. Big, you know, start with a bang. That's wow, what I'm say. that's pretty cool. NYU didn't give me enough money so I couldn't go. Princeton gave you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do like full need-based financial Holy. aid. So my mom's a server and my dad's a bus driver and so we 
had the right numbers to get a lot of help That's from awesome. like, the government have, and stuff. Even, I mean, I, it's, it's obviously way more than just you needed it. It's, it's unbelievable that you got in. Oh, it's You must luck. have it's, demonstrated some serious stuff going on in high school, so that's cool. I think if I had to psychoanalyze myself, it was my need for adult validation, and I sought that through teachers because mm. um, I thought I was going to hell, so I wanted to please why did you think you're going to hell? Because uh, I wasn't like, do, do you know what the concept of salvation and everything? It was like an intense upbringing. They were like, you had to be saved to go to heaven. So it's not guaranteed and just by being a, a decent person. No, no, no. You have to. And my dad had this like intense experience that saved him. So growing up and hearing about that, I was like, oh, that's not happening to me when I pray this prayer. Like, what do you why? mean your dad had it? He like went to this summer camp and like thought he was saved. Uh, but then this like voice came down and was like chanting to him, Jesus, Jesus, you need this. And he like felt the weight and this presence. Um, and he like gave into it and told me this story like at dinner for most of my childhood. And oh, so yeah. every Sunday I was going up and being like, okay, I accept Jesus Christ, my personal Lord and savior waiting, waiting. Yeah. Where's the voice? Where's the presence? <laughs> and then someone told me like m- most men f- from like 18 to 25 or something have some like vote. They hear a voice at some point in their life. Like it's a, a common medical thing. And I oh, almost wow. sent it to my dad. But I was like, he's <laughs> he's built his whole life. Yeah, on, don't don't burst his bubble. Don't there. burst his bubble. <laughs> but so that was why I thought I was going to hell for a long time. And then I realized the real salvation is that there is no hell, uh, and that uh, Christi- I was saved from Christianity. So how did you come to, to that get out. Uh, conclusion? Oh, I would have been terrified. Yeah, coming like that's such a paradigm shift, right? I would have been like, what is real? Are these walls even? Whole- are these walls? Right, right. It, oh God, it's exhausting. And then you have to build your whole moral framework on your own rather than yeah. clicking into something else. It was, it was gradual in college because you get there and you're like wearing your, I liken it to wearing your parents' clothes. And then you're like, oh, this doesn't quite fit anymore. Like I'm saying these things, but do I still believe them? Uh, and then I lost a friend of mine and that was kind mm-hmm. of like a jarring moment of like, Oh, this is why religion exists. Like, I want this to yeah, feel yeah, better. Yeah, it is interesting like, that you have something to to lean on when you yeah, have a big tragedy in your life. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, oh, I don't believe this anymore. But then I studied religion. Oh wow! I was like, let me learn as much as I can about all the crazy things people believe. So we just did an episode about college, yeah. my college years specifically, which I did not go to Princeton. I just went to. Plain old oh, you're just going to drop that. University right of Illinois, okay? My kids, <laughs> he went to Stanford. The other one went to Yale. But I went to U of I. Anyway, bottom line is, I think I learned so much more, like, mentally, socially, everything from those four years than any other point in my life. Mm. And it had nothing to do with the actual going to classes. Oh, totally. So, just being away, yeah. living on and your talking own. talking about, like, drinking. deep, heavy things at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. listening to Led Zeppelin oh, or something. Hold on. But when you said you study religion, was that a major or minor of yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like religious So, so in this case, it was it, it, it was it was actually used case, for what it was I'm meant saying for. for me, it was <laughs> nothing to do with the classroom. For you, it had that plus. Totally. Yeah. And that's where, I th- yeah, it's just such a 
important moment in figuring out who you are. Cause that's when I got into like comedy too, like improv and sketch. Cause I hadn't been exposed to that stuff before college, but then you, yeah, you really become who you are maybe from 18 to 21. But then I think I've changed a lot since then. And I would hope, well, I don't know if that's no, me. I've, I hope I, you've changed. I have not. You haven't? <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I think I clocked in at 22 and I stayed there the I, rest I, of your I, life. I hit the bar and stayed there. Yep. <laughs> that's why they call me the oldest living millennial. That there you go. Truly correct. So your show let is Let's Have Sex with Zach Zimmerman? Yes, yes. And is that a regular show in New York? Yeah, so it's at the Museum of Sex uh, every month. How fun. I so know, which you, is such a cool place if you've ever been. I have not been. I no, need we to go. need to do a road trip. Yeah. Yes. I think they have one out here, actually, too. Oh, really? You're yeah. very close to the museum. We're taping near the Museum of Death, which I That's guess That's what is, I think he's thinking of. I might be thinking of that. Maybe. Those are the same. Sex and death are the yeah. same thing. So you're actually doing kind of what we're doing, trying to combine comedy and sex. Oh, totally. And talk about it more. We're actually which com- is why you wanted to have that. We're competition right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 but it's actually... I, going down. I admire you so differently because I've joked with my mom I'm bringing her to New York to do like a show with me she's very like I need to focus on clean comedy and don't discuss sex at all mm-hmm. uh, is she because she's also very conservative yeah. and evangelical yeah and the whole thing with your dad and I told her like oh I'm doing the show about sex like what why did you take me out of sex ed class in fifth grade and she goes oh I think that's the parents job to talk to their kids about sex and I was like but you never did <laughs> and then well, she's oops. like change the topic <laughs> I'll change the topic so I admire uh, you being so open uh, it's a very different approach yeah, yeah. we're it's almost on a... different ends of the continuum here apparently totally it's more of like a shoving down my throat <laughs> at this point <laughs> why aren't you having sex you right. need to be having more sex well the go. same thing I was going to ask you about masturbation we've interviewed quite a few different people from lit- religious backgrounds and we yeah. actually did a compilation episode which is you might want to hear it it's uh, we had mormons and oh wow and uh, well, everything from Buddhists to oh, Catholics, yeah, and, and, and anyway, it, masturbation seems to be the, the the starting of the suppressing of all you know physical desires mm, in all mm-hmm. of these real religious type zealot type extremes. Yeah, I don't know why religion wants to control pleasure so much. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it does. In your religious studies, did, we didn't did touch it co- on it. <laughs> I focused on like uh, American Buddhism and how oh, no way. they and how people convert to Buddhism raise their children. Uh, and what's the what's the uh, answer? The Good answer, if you read my ninety-page thesis, which you can't get unless you go to like a library or something, because I think they put like one copy. Uh, a lot of people wanted their kids to go on like a spiritual journey, like mm-hmm. they did, like they had been raised one way and they changed. So none of the parents wanted like their kids to become Buddhists, but they oh, were like, wow. want you to go on a journey of like self-discovery and expression in order to find what you want. But they also did not want their kids to become evangelicals. So maybe it was, it wasn't totally sincere that they would be happy with any spiritual journey the child goes on. So did that lead you to go on your own spiritual quest or, I mean, you it sounds like you landed at atheism. I landed on atheism uh, and I'm sticking there for a good while. <laughs> and in the past year or two, I've softened a little. I'm less like angry towards religion and more open to like trying on 
I've been reading a couple like self-helpy books and this idea of like surrendering to the universe. Oh is boy, like, he's I know it's a slippery slope. It's <laughs> I've slipped down yeah. all the way down <laughs> at the bottom of it. Oh really? It's this is yeah. What are you two talking about? It's basically the going on your own spiritual quest. It starts with like a like a little self-help, like, hey, start making your bed in the morning, and next thing you know, <laughs> You're fucking going to silent meditation retreats. Next thing you know, you're going to eat psychedelic mushrooms. Yes. Yes. And then you're in a cult. Yeah. Don't go in a cult. All of these books start with like, oh, here's the, here's some, yeah, basic self-help techniques. And then by like the 75% of the way through it, it's like, it's God. Like there's a God (laughs) and you have to surrender to the God, bow before him, give over control to the universe. Yeah. Well, you could read my self-help book, A, yeah. Cougar, a Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. Ooh, <laughs> at the end of this it. journey, you do not end up going to hell in a handbasket oh, if you have sex good. either. <laughs> do, do you think that your, uh, like your religious views affect your sex life at all? Oh, what a great question. That's two great questions. Thank you. To zero. Yeah. Bring the tally here. up to two. To, wow, to, wow. To zero on my end over here. <laughs> so do my religious views affect my sex life? Yeah. I guess uh, as a like atheist slash secular humanist, I'm very like focused on what humans can do and creating good and interacting with other humans because there is, is no God. This is why he went to Princeton because I'm already lost. I'm already lost. Well, okay. I'm, I'm trying to find my way too. <laughs> but I guess if I believe that like human interaction and relationships are the most important, the reason why we're on earth, then sex would be a part of that and mm-hmm. having like meaningful sexual encounters can lead to a more fulfilling life because it makes the like interconnected web of humanity tighter and stronger as long as you're having positive interactions with people yeah so that means it's more it's coming from a more connected place as opposed to like just a purely pleasuresome place i think so although i definitely approach sex like hunting for pleasure i guess (laughs) you're into casual sex What's, ooh, define casual. Bus- business casual sex. Oh, business, okay. Then we, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess casual. Business, sex outside of a like I'm monogamous relationship. No, yeah. no. Just if you're not having a monogamous relationship, are you, are you into one night stands? Or oh, you only have see. to be like into like a deep spiritual connection. It doesn't have to be deep and spiritual. I joked in the show on Saturday that I've gotten to a point where I can have sex with terrible people. Um, or people that I, I don't like like, and that was a milestone for me. But then someone on stage was like, no, that's desperate, honey. Like, oh. oh, whoops. That, that joke resonated with me. Yeah. Because it is so hard for me to even have any sexual interaction with someone I'm not extremely connected with. Oh, interesting. So like hearing someone who's like, yeah, I, I can see this as being like just a very pleasuresome activity. And even if I don't like the person... I can get into it. I, I think I'm kind of like that when I'm not in a monogamous relationship. I know. This is where we differ. Yeah. No, oh. I've, I've had, definitely, I had sex with a guy. I thought, well, he's so freaking bossy. What am I doing? But, <laughs> but he's also hot. So uh, the hot wins. Hot wins? <laughs> I think, hot, for for casual stuff, yeah. And then yeah. for something. If, if you, you know it's not going time. anywhere, then you're like, right, okay, right, I'm right. not staying with this idiot. Like I want him to be as, as, as long as you're not like, evil no i guess but you can be boring or you have to feel safe annoying yeah. right 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 yeah, yeah like i i don't i wouldn't fuck a trump supporter or fuck uh um <laughs> would you care so i i don't know probably not 
It's hard. That would be a hard thing. Yeah. To do. I, 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 it's just, I, it's not that it's it, usually it's probably not because they were Trump supporter that I wouldn't be aroused by them, but I don't oh, know. Oh, not even aroused. <laughs> you could be aroused. I'm just seeing but, someone like standing next to your penis, uh, answering their political views and seeing if you go <laughs> up or down. <laughs> How do you feel about this issue? Go, or I mean, education I go, reform. <laughs> I go to vote and like each of the names, I'm, I judge by who I should vote so for. So, what is one? Of, up. What's one of your funniest jokes that you do? <laughs> uh, one of my funniest. You jokes. get a nice response from the audience. I have, uh, I do a lot of like storytelling. So I'll like share some encounters uh, I've had with people. Um, just like hookup stories. I guess, uh, so I was dumped on a plane um, by an ex and that kind of uh, audiences laugh slash cry when I talk yeah, about that. Yeah, I was like, that's not funny. I know. I, I tend to like. Uh, it's kind of funny though. What the hell? That's where I toe the line between like very, very sad and uh, funny. Unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable. So um, what happened? I was, it was at the end of like a three year relationship. Well, three I years? I didn't know it was an end at the time, but we were in uh, Amsterdam at, they have a museum of sex there too. And I noticed. <laughs> you just toured the museum I just toured the museum of sex. And I saw him delete a text message, and I was like, oh, what was that? And he said it was a, a um, text coupon to our local pizza area text coupon place. But I knew that those go out on Fridays, not Wednesdays. <laughs> so I caught him, and he had been texting someone he met while he was canvassing for Hillary. Um, and so my therapist jokes that if he had spent less time canvassing, more time, less time flirting, more time canvassing, Hillary would have taken Iowa. Um, <laughs> Oh, Wait, blame do it you on have your a therapist friend. that is like fun to joke with. Oh yeah. Oh, he, he will. He's funny. He's like a uh, like a fifty something older white guy who like tells me I'm normal for twenty bucks a week. So oh, that's a, a beautiful thing. Much. Yeah. Um, but he's in Chicago and helped me through the breakup and helps me. What do you mean me. he's in Chicago, but you're from New York? Oh, I spent, uh, so after Princeton, which I went to, I don't know if I brought that up. So <laughs> you, you did. Uh, I didn't. Smarty um, pants. <laughs> I moved to Chicago and I spent like seven years there. So when you went to the University of Illinois, I was like, oh, I know. I know that. You hood. know, it's Champaign. Or, yeah. No, wait, you, there's two University of Illinois. Oh, you went to the Champagne. Well, yeah, I went to the, the cornfields. Oh, uh, cool. My friend, don't they have a good like architecture program? Yes, or, they do. Or something. Yeah, yeah my friend went to that. They have a couple of really good programs. And then I moved to New York like a year and a half ago. And oh, I'm in LA. You're so recent. And your dog just loves me. I'm he getting is like, a bath. Literally, like, I, I, I've never seen him. Like, he's like having orgasms over here. Gus, you might need to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we should take a quick break to thank our sponsor. Clone a Willy. Clone a Willy. Now you can get a Clone Willy Plus sleeve kit. Which I think is awesome for those that are not around their, their partner very often and maybe, you know, a long distance type of thing. It's great to have that sleeve. Yeah, you, you can it's now, like a flashlight, you basically. Can, basically, you can make a, a clone of a pussy, put it on the sleeve and fuck it. It's it, an unbelievable yeah. thing, especially for Valentine's Day. Zach, do you want to give uh, a little endorsement of Clone Willy? As a user of the Clone Willy product, when I worked <laughs> on a cruise ship, I, I cloned my Willy and gave it to this guy that I later broke up with. And, oh, I got to hear about this one, <laughs> you too. You got to hear about this one. I actually, Stay tuned I, for more about the cruise ship Clone Willy. Yeah, and what happens after you break up when 
when it comes to clone oil. Oh yeah. Who got, gets the who gets the clone? Well, I talk about this in my my album coming out in April. Um, cool. We're making this ad about this. This, this ad is, is about. <laughs> wait, if during this ad I can't promote my thing, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Clone a Willy, I'd love you to sponsor my album too. We love yeah. Clone a Willy. <laughs> but I kept the Willy and it's in my home oh, now. Shit. And and there's a, a fun twist. So that, that I won't give away. That what do you is mean how you're f- not gonna give away? You can't leave us hanging there. What happened? <laughs> that is how fun the clone willy is. The you will fight about it fun. when you guys break up. So if you're in a long distance relationship or you just want to spice up your Valentine's Day, go to clonawilly.com and enter promo code MOM. You'll get twenty percent off your order. And now they got these special bundles. The, the bundles have everything included, like lubes and oils and all these fun little gadgets. Oh, I love a bundle. A bundle for discounted price. What's Cl- the promo code again? Cl- Mom. Mom. Oh, okay. Clonawilly.com. <laughs> okay, back to the show. <laughs> you were so I'm, good at this. You integrated you like no another. <laughs> you should get a percentage of this. Uh, oh, let's of do this, it. Yeah. Or, or at least a free kit. <laughs> oh yeah, Clone Will send me something. <laughs> or these gu- this Gus massage. Your you dog take is Gus payment enough. By the way, Gus has a very large dick. No. Just so you know. We call I, him Big Dick Gus. But when it comes Gus. out, it takes up like half his body. It's it's like sometimes we're wondering how it can even go back in. But uh, it always does. And so far I haven't I haven't seen so it. Disappointed. I haven't seen it appear today, so he doesn't like you that much. Gus, you don't want to sleep with me. <laughs> no, this is more of a like long-term companionship love. Oh, it's not a one-night a stand. Even though I don't know if I'll ever see you again, Gus. Well, you must have he, to come and visit. We, we're listen. all over the place in terms of this interview. Yeah, I want to hear about the cruise ships. I also wanted to hear about what you mentioned coming up the the elevator when you came here. Which oh, what was, did I say? You said that you were staying, you've been here for two nights. Oh, yes. But you, in, in an Airbnb and you have not stayed alone. I have not stayed alone. A little casual sex. A little casual it's, it's, with the same person though, so it's you know oh. a special moment. The oh man, twenty nineteen's been a little bit of a dry spell. Uh, oh, dry spell. Wait, it's like started off as we're a dry like spell. one month in. What do you mean a dry spell? Well, it was dry, and then Cam has like a entire year. No, I'm laying the ground. Twenty eighteen was a dry spell for Cam, including part of twenty nineteen. Oh I'm no, it's been a while. Oh wow, get back out there. Yeah. The pod doesn't help, or you air in too much of your laundry, and everybody's like, "I'm staying away from this." Uh, no, I th- I think it would help. I just don't the really pod. allow myself to get. I told you, I. Uh, you know, having sex is like a very intimate thing for oh, me. Oh, I see. So he's not that as as into the casual. This is amazing. I grew up with someone who pushes sex at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds weird, but basically, very pro sex. And I, as a result, never, rarely, very rarely have sex. That's and how he I rebelled. Was repressed. Yeah, this is your rebellion. Yes. And I was repressed and told to not, never have sex. And now I'm a big old uh, slut doing a <laughs> sex talk show. Yeah. Though I'm not really, I think I'm, you know, the tortoise in the hair. Yeah. I feel like I'm like tortoise in terms of sex. Like I, I'm going to end up winning, but it was like slow and steady. Because I never thought I was having that much. But then I blink and I look back and I'm like, oh, I guess I have. Had Wait, I, I, a fair I, there amount. must have been a lot of sex on the cruise ship because cruises are inherently. Oh my like, God. Yes. It, did there, you, you can drink, you can yes. run up to someone's room very easily. They're disgust- I mean, they clean, clean them, <laughs> but like there's so much sex on cruise ships and amongst the like entertainment staff too, like oh, the really? dancers oh, yeah. no, and the actors. Wait, are people having sex with the guests as well? You're not allowed. So right, that's like so, very okay. frowned upon. So no it's fraternizing. Be- 
the entertainment staff. Yeah, with one another. Right. And then I, but since I was in this long-term relationship at the time, I didn't have any sex on oh, the cruise Oh, you were being loyal. So I was a loyal little, little How fuck. long were you on the cruise ship for? I did two four-month contracts. So Second City out of Chicago has a relation, had a relationship with Norwegian and would send people out to do oh, fun. sketch and improv shows. But then, so that's why I made the clone of Willie and I gave it to my partner See? at home so that he could enjoy it while I was abroad. Oh, so he doesn't miss your... Your willy. He doesn't miss my willy. <laughs> so when you when you were here, how did you come across someone that you would just wanted to like how did this come to be? Oh, interesting. So the I I've done a couple shows while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I find yeah, like doing shows is a way to make men attracted to you. Oh yeah. I joke that I do stand up to like find a husband, but I do think like <laughs> Getting up there, being vulnerable, talking about sex, people like filter themselves out like, oh, yeah, I would like to hang out with him. Yeah. And I tend to, I have a bit where I like interact with an audience member and like clockwork, like they are always in my DMs after the show. Oh, wait, let, like, let, let's, let's play it out with you and Cam. Let's, I, cause I wasn't there. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, he, he was just watching that show. Okay. I didn't okay. do this bit that night. No, do the bit with Cam now. Do the bit. Oh. Um, you just, can't, first of all, what? it's awkward. Second of all, <laughs> you can't just ask a comedian to do bits that they prepare. Oh, dance, monkey, dance. Yeah. dance. Dance, dance. This is a classic You're not thing. A Mom, uh, she literally uh, does this all the time. Fuck that uh, toy. Go <laughs> yeah. fuck that toy. <laughs> this is his profession. Okay, well, you know. Just, can't give away the milk for free. He's but supposed to casually wanna... drip his, his, yeah, drop his jokes. Saying, but he's, not, he's not dropping anything right now. She's like, he's not funny enough. We're I talking mean, about I, death, I, sex, I, and yeah, this sucking is, your dog all. Yeah, we, or, no one said licking, anything about licking. licking my dog. The dog is licking me. I know. The you dog said, and you claiming said, me, like <laughs> jacking off my upper thigh a little bit right now. <laughs> anyway, no. I, what I meant was, I just kind of get an example of like what, how, what would the bit entail? Oh, totally. I like say, let's play a game. Okay. Uh, it's called unexpected first date. Hi, what's your name? Uh-huh. And then I just interact with that audience Phenomenal. member and like ask them boring questions about a date and then tell jokes along the way. That's hilarious. And then ask them if they want to have sex with me. And then at the end of the show, they DM you. That often. Yeah. Do you select one that you would want to fuck? I, that's fair. Yeah. I do try to find <laughs> like an attract. I never go into it with that intention. I'm just like, oh, this is like funny on stage. But then afterwards, they're often interested. And sometimes I'm not. Oh, like I was like, oh, sometimes this was just for the bit. Like, I don't know if I really want to hook up with you. And they, I think it's a moment of they're like, oh, that was just in the show. And they get kind of sad. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. Well, you do obviously a very realistic uh, pickup or whatever you're doing. Oh, yeah. It's just, right, right, right. I think they just, people like the adrenaline of like, oh, I've been called on. I'm like on stage. I'm like talking to this person. And they survive. Yeah. And they survive. Do you ever get like, oh my God, this, I I, I don't know where I'm going down this rabbit hole. Oh yeah. It's usually, that's really the more exciting part is really reacting to something someone says and it being unexpected. Oh God. I was doing a show, a run of shows in Edinburgh and an audience member was not enjoying it. And I joked in the middle of the show, like this guy hates me. And he goes, I do. Oh. And so the rest of the show became about unpacking uh, <laughs> why this man hated me. Yeah, yeah, I like no. asked him why he hated me. I came back and checked in with him after every joke. Like, did you like that one? <laughs> I gave I him a number him. of chances to leave. He's like, I'll leave when I want to. And I was, oh, so wow. I, I enjoy something. Uh, 
comedian I admired, John Juan, said once we were teching a show and the audio file was messed up. And he's like, play it. If it's trash, they'll get trash. And that's an experience. So I was like, embrace the like mess of a night that might happen with live performance. Like you truly don't know. Everyone wants the night to go well. But if there's like a bad heckler in the audience, like embrace it. Yeah. Which relatedly on Saturday night, we had a little bit of a troublemaker. We had a big troublemaker. This guy was like flailing his arms the entire show and comment. He was like a peanut gallery. Yeah. And the, the, the unfortunate twist is I've, I know him and have hooked up with him. Oh my time. God. He's no hooked up with him. So no I think he was feeling why. like emboldened by that. Yeah. To like interact a is lot. Oh. Is he was he just totally hammered or is that his think, personality? Uh he's pretty high energy usually. Uh high energy. and maybe his personality. But I didn't want to out him as having hooked up with him because I thought that would endorse and his, his his chatty misbehaving. And also there was another guy there who I wanted to hook up with, so I didn't want to be saying that I had just hooked up with someone else with that guy who I did end up hooking up with. So that's the Look person at that. I was with. Yeah. Dude, I love these shows get laid. Yeah. That's when you know you have a good show. That's, that's how you know. If you have right. people that you have in the past, present, and oh. future, it's just like, this is like unbelievable. <laughs> that's what uh, what being a rock star is like. Yeah. I'm not a rock yeah, star. Cam, by does any this means. happen to you? You have people Zero. in the audience that you. I've gone on dates with people from no, shows. No, I'm saying is oh, really? there people in the audience that you've had sex with, that you are currently having sex with, and in the future you're going to have sex with? What is that kind of... You, that's a fucking loaded question. Why? You know it's a loaded question. Why? Because I very rarely have sex. I know, but there's been plenty of... You've had sex a lot. All right. So, it's, yes, I've done shows for people I've had sex with. There you go. See? Do they like it more? <laughs> I guess or less. I don't. I don't yeah. know. It usually doesn't happen again afterwards. So. That's it. <laughs> is, is that's probably it. I don't know. They don't think of you as like a rock star. I don't. I do clown, so it's not like the most sexy. Oh yeah, you said you were doing your clown show at yeah. the lyrics. So that that theater is like the home of clown. Oh, it's like this new cool spot because yes. all this, this clown community is when we were scheduled trying to schedule this he was like yeah february's like all clown and i was like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a so little red nose yeah. type no but it's a hot spot out here so you chose well oh cool yeah but i didn't know you did clown so yes. it's less you don't do stand-up you're doing your clown. yeah i used to do a lot of stand-up oh cool right when we were starting this podcast it just kind of grew out of oh very me, cool yeah making fun of me Right. Aw. My mom did say when I was talking about the album, which she's a character in, she's like, if you're going to drag me, wait till I'm dead. And I was like, oh, geez. But then I told her I want to buy her house in five years. And she was like, okay, you can drag me. (laughs) (laughs) I like being, I mean, I'm with you in the the negative space or whatever. You want to make fun of me? I'm go for it. That's fun. She, yeah. Anytime you want to make fun of me, I give you permission. Oh, thank you don't even you. have to buy me the house in five years. Oh, there we go. <laughs> go ahead. You could just like you're not going to believe who I interviewed today or who interviewed me. <laughs> she was talking about her dog's dick. Yeah, <laughs> that happens often with sixty year old ladies. How do you intend to incorporate your mom when she is part of the show? Oh yes. So she says that I need to focus on clean comedy for my career. Like, don't discuss sex. So. Well, that's going to put a little damper on some of it your material. It puts a little damper. The, so the album's called Clean Comedy that's coming out. And when we release it in April, I'm going to fly her up to New York and then have all my comedian friends do clean sets. And then she gets a buzzer. If someone goes blue, she gets to buzz them. Very it's, fun. That's fun. So it'll be like a, a playful interaction. The the like, the like The dark side of it is she was like, oh, I'm, I'll wear my Make America Great Again hat. And I was like, you'll get booed. 
And she's like, I don't care. Wait, your mom's a Trump oh, supporter? Wow. Yes. So that adds My dad's like, a Trump supporter, I think. Oh, really? I think I saw some Trump messages on his phone. I almost threw up. People feel comfortable talking to me about sex because I talk about it constantly. And I think that's what you're saying happens to you. Oh, yeah. Very much so. To a point where sometimes I'll, I think a line is crossed. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll, just because I'm open about my sex life doesn't necessarily mean you, a friend of mine, can like ask me direct questions. Yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. Like I, I joked once, uh, Oh, I forget what it was. But someone slid into my DMs asking me basically how big my penis was using the language of the jokes that I had used. And this was someone like a former colleague and like I get and friend, but it was like, no, this is like not appropriate. It's it's very hard to draw those lines. It is. When you are very open about sex and you want people to feel open towards you, but that there there is some sort of line i think right you know the line but unfortunately oh, people around don't know you the don't line. know the line yeah That's... yeah between like art and performance and then like actual human interaction like if a stranger came up to you yeah. on the street they're not empowered to say some of the things your friends might um oh wow gus has abandoned me because of my <laughs> so take. let's talk about penis size what let's. well you brought it up how important is it for gay, I, I I think there's a, you know, a minimum viable product you want to be <laughs> operating a, with. A minimal clone of willy. A minimal clone of willy. And then on the opposite end, I, I mean, I'm not a size queen, but there are, um, the person who misbehaved in the show uh, has the biggest penis I've ever seen. No way. Yeah, I think like, that's, like, what are we talking about? Maybe like, that's why like, he was, felt comfortable enough to misbehave. I know, right? I it's joked that it was big enough. bravado, right? Exactly. I joke that it's big enough. Uh, you'd win it as a, at a state fair. It's so large. It's like one of those giant. <laughs> That's holy shit! Like, like we're talking porn star. Yeah. And this guy's just so. like a skinny, Tiny. regular. No, just a little, little regular skinny guy. Wow. That makes it bigger, I guess, by comparison. Holy fuck! But pe- there's so for sex to me, there's so much more than just the penis. There's the whole body, like involve everything in the sexual encounter. Like yes, it's important, but like. I feel like for the longest time, sex is like penis and vagina, and that closed off like so much of a conversation around like kinks and fetishes and exploring all the rest of you and foreplay. And so the more we focus on like just the dick, uh, we just play into this like patriarchal society we're a part of that like worships men and their penises. I but agree. Also, it's interesting that you said it's so much more than just the dick i thought you were gonna say it you know it lies the be- brain between the ears right it's oh the mind not between no the legs, i don't care the what they think about it. no 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 no, no. <laughs> you do i think to yeah right an amazing and you would probably agree like yeah having an amazing like emotional connection yeah can lead to something substantial totally it's a total different experience for me really it's a like a physical it's a physically different experience for me for everyone uh, do you agree with this or no? It might not be for everyone. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you meet, when was the last time you had that and what was, how long did it take you to get there? I guess it was, was like multiple dates or you just had a great conversation. You're like, you're someone date I want to have sex with. Yeah. 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 Day two. I was, I, when we kissed, I felt like <gasps> fucking lightning. Oh, shit. that's so exciting. It was exciting. Isn't that cute? I never know if and that if, like is a, a thing of youth or it's a thing you can get back. Like, is it just the first? I was pretty, it was pretty recent. Not Aww. pretty, I mean, it was like two years ago. It's, uh, it's a novelty plus. Right. 
I want to go. What? Why did you, you fuck it up? No, <laughs> come on, no, go was, back. It was, it was it, lightning. I don't think it was meant for us to Aww. be in a relationship. So oh, okay. it kind of ended. It was sad, but it was. I don't think we should be in a relationship right now. Oh, got it. Um, but it's pretty interesting that there is like a. I don't know. For me, there is it's a like big fireworks. difference. Yeah, because then other times I'm I kiss someone and it's like kissing a wall. Oh, like nothing, no feedback. And then I wonder, well, is it just in my head or is it actually a, a relational thing? It's a oh, relational thing. Yeah, that's it's all in the kiss to me. The I kind, agree. Like, ver, it shows variety, them listening to you. Mm-hmm, the dance. It's a dance, yes. And th- that's how you know. I wish you could kiss someone and then just say goodbye. If it I didn't do, work so I do out. a lot of that. Oh, So that's kind of my like MO. on the dance floor or like after a date just or something? Just on dates and shit like that, yeah. Oh, got it. Go in for the kiss, see what's there. Yeah. It's and not the kiss means you like them. It's you're getting data from them <laughs> from I the like kiss. them enough. It's yeah. like a litmus test. Yes. Yes, yes. That's actually pretty so smart. That's kind of why I don't have a lot of sex because I'm like, well, if this is not People great. People aren't passing test one. Right. <laughs> why are we moving to step two? And... Have we eliminated the possibility that you are a are a bad kisser? <laughs> Wait, I, who, how could I possibly eliminate that? Not. But okay. uh, yeah, oh I think no, I'm, are you a bad kisser? No, I think I'm a pretty decent kisser. Okay, it's worked. You... It, I think I've been told it's it's a decent kiss. Okay, that's good. That's I've been good. told you have a very decent kiss. That you a offer. decent kiss. Yeah, You're just yeah, going yeah, for. I don't think that sounds so great. And decent, decent is not decent. what you wanted to hear. Let's do some. I go for decency. Yeah, how do Decent you learn to get better? Decent style. You know, I asked this, actually my mother asked this to Nina Hartley, who's a big, a you know star. her? She's no, a no, she's a good star. kisser. Uh, she started demonstrating how to kiss by making out with my ear <gasps> and yeah. on the podcast. Uh, that's Unfortunately, hot. it was in front of me. Oh. So it wasn't hot, it was awkward as fuck. <laughs> it was awkward. There, there, are many, any there are many layers to this. Number one, wow. she's the same age as my mom. Number two, she looks like my mom. <laughs> Number three, my mom was sitting across from me. So <laughs> she's a friend of mine as well. Number four, it was being recorded for, <laughs> yeah. for the world no, to I, enjoy, no, yeah. but only reasons. audio. Yeah, and it was in a hotel room. It was not only audio is exactly the did bigger you, issue. Like, did wow. you right? Did did it help, or it was just too weird? It it was so weird. It you did not. Like, I don't know. Some people are too much tongue, too little tongue. Just yeah. use the tongue for for a uh, little lube lubrication throughout the yeah. encounter. Yeah, that slobbery Saint Bernard thing is the worst. No, no, no. But then dry McDryerson is terrible oh, too. Dry McDryerson. <laughs> dry McDryerson. <laughs> Can we? Yeah, I'm back to the penis size issue. Okay, so the wow, only reason I want to I want to ask you is a, is a gay man. <laughs> She's got her talking points. <laughs> as a gay man, yep. Why would you want? Larger than average penis, because I mean, oh yeah, right, right. You know, right. it's one thing the vagina can stretch out to ridiculous proportions, mm-hmm. but there's only so much an the, anus can stretch. The, well, Google fisting, and you will learn that the anus can stretch. Yeah, oh, it takes a I've been educated. Oh, You've we, been know, educated. we don't have to Google put, anything. We don't have to Google it. Well, no, we Just pull know. Pull up your note section. You've Get got a <laughs> fucking elbow deep. Episode in there. number one seven. No, I'm just kidding. What episode was it? No. I think it's it might be episode one twenty one or something like that. Nope. It's the intro to anal with the pleasure mechanics. Yeah, an intro to anal. Wait, you're yeah. doing the Lord's work. Thank you. <laughs> doing Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, there is such a thing as too big, like to put it in a butt. I mostly top, so I don't have to worry about oh, pe- penis size. How do you size. decide if you're top or bottom? You put a penis in your butt, and then you put your penis in a butt. <laughs> 
and you uh, write down which you preferred. <laughs> Where do you write this? Like on a chalkboard? Uh, yeah, yeah, usually a chalkboard, no. you know. Go to a local elementary school, find like a spare chalkboard. That's an appropriate it. thing to yeah. write. And you're going to want to write it like 50 times, like you're in trouble. <laughs> I am a top, I am a top, I am a top. And then you wear like t-shirts that designate? You wear t- no, we. There are, I think, some. It is interesting how you telegraph your preferred position. Yeah, that's, that's the question. That and some people get attached to like One the, the sexual identity, and then other people are more open to like navigating it in the moment with someone. Like, because a lot of people are are verse, and I think most people should be or could be some version of versatile, which is you do both. Um, are you verse or no? No, he just uh, said I'm like a verse top, top, like I'll occasionally. I've I've really tried to enjoy bottoming but i my brain is like is this pleasure or pain i'm not sure (laughs) which one it is so i like i said you you know anus is a tight little area yeah (laughs) (laughs) well one can one hopes you never some (laughs) that's true yeah how do you telegraph that to someone else how do you say like hey by the way i like you by the way I just do it. <laughs> I just say it in my stand-up so then they know if they're at the show. Oh, You're right. there you go. But I think it's an energy. For me, it's like where the, like You're a hand a on a lower back. Yeah, just starting to like establish a, a vibe with someone. Oh, interesting. So and then you have a conversation too, obviously, uh, later. Yeah. Uh, Does it, hand on lower back say top or bottom? Like I, the lower the hand, the more bottom? That's or? like my top move. Or I feel like at a bar, that's always the like sexual move is when like oh. a hand on a lower back is a symbol of like, oh, I want, I, I'm sexually attracted to you. But, but does that, that, so the person initiating that is the person who's then the top? For in my experience as the top, I guess everything I do suggests that I'm the top. He's the dom. I'm the dom. I'm six foot four too, but that doesn't mean I can't be a bottom too. There are lots of tall tops and bottoms. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should really have. There used to be a hanky code, and I think we could bring it back. Like different colored handkerchiefs you'd wear wow. when people were still in the closet to oh, wow. say, "Oh, I like." piss play or getting head or being a top and you wear a different red blue would would that be like a yellow a little on the nose probably (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. maybe we should bring something like that back in your show we talked a lot about or you guys talked a lot about how like there's certain percentage or like certain countries where tops are more popular oh yeah it was pretty wild we had the uh editor-in-chief of the advocate zach stafford who used to be the editor-in-chief on of Grinder, and they had a magazine called Into that was like creating content, but he had all these Grinder stats. Um, like, yeah, where are the most tops in the U.S.? Or where are the most tops in which country? Which country has the most bottoms? Which country has the most bottom? Or people that never meet up, because Grinder can like track when your GPS signals hit each other and they know wow. if you've like met up with each other. I'm trying to start. remember. So, so what is the, you can't remember the deets? Oh yeah. What was it? I think maybe so the, Singapore has the most tops. Really? Um, these are all like secondhand, like grinder stats. <laughs> uh, and who, Brazil has the most amount of pictures shared. Yeah. But then never met up. I think Colombia is Colombia where most pictures share, but never meets up. And that's where it got to an interesting conversation. Just like, where in different cultures where it is or where homosexuality is less uh, accepted or even dangerous. Oh, like that's why people don't that. meet up. And I didn't realize Grindr like was like scrambling signals to after uh, like w- when their users are in threat in an area or threatened in an area. Um, 
like if homosexuality is a sin or people are like yeah. getting a bunch of like death threats. Uh, I forget which That's leader amazing. was elected that caused a, like emergency uh, on their end. But I was like, oh, Grindr's like doing good work to protect its users while also there are awful things on Grindr too. Yeah. <laughs> like people being mean so to each other. So who had the most um, taps? Singapore. Singapore. Oh, I'm at Adams. France. You remember France, this yes. This is a fascinating thing. Cameron was taking notes. I also, I have no idea like where, like if if it's, if it's, I think West Hollywood is supposed to be a lot of bottoms. Is that your experience? Oh, they were joking. Yeah, the we had two audience members play <laughs> and they were joking that just like, yeah, LA, West Hollywood's full of bottoms. Yeah, I don't, I don't even understand what the meaning of, like, what does that mean? What do you mean? You don't understand what that means. No, uh, like when a man loves imply? a man, what or when a more person with a penis maybe. loves a person with a butt. Right, but it is almost more, like more submissive. Um, or but maybe I don't more think it you can be, Well, you can be a power bottom too. Yeah, like oh, just being a bottom Sonny, doesn't mean Sonny you're Megatron submissive. talked about this. Power bottom. Can you give us a cliff notes of power bottom? Uh, it's like a dom bottom. Like fuck me in the ass. Yeah, and or like I'm on top and I'm the bottom and I'm in control of this encounter. Oh, yeah. interesting. Do you, I mean, yeah, you've probably been a power bottom. In your life. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm, I'm, I was. I was told I was a submissive sub by Nina Hartley. Oh, submissive sub. How, a submissive how do you sub. That? A sensual sub. Sensual sub. Sensual sub. Oh yeah, submissive sub sounds redundant. Yeah, that sounds very. It is very redundant. And a number. No, sensual sub. Sensual sub. And it was a double S. Yes, I'm a sensual sub. Oh man, I could. We could go on for hours. With yeah, you. this has been so fun. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, Would you be I willing guess. to stick around to a quick bonus episode for our Patreon? Oh my God, I love a bo- I love a bogo. A I little love a bogo bonus. right there. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming thank on, Zach. Thank you so much. Oh, you are you adorable. It, and uh, what would you like to plug to our listeners? Oh, my goodness. Follow me on Instagram, ZZ, double ZZ. And then uh, in April, I'm releasing Clean Comedy, my first little self-release debut comedy album. You can is get it, it on all like, clean? It's it, none of it's clean. <laughs> it is hilarious, though. Oh, very kind. I, we listened to it before this interview, and we were laughing. So definitely check it out. Thank you. Um, and also, we end with the same question for everyone. Oh, wait, I should have listened to it. I'm terrified. Caught off guard. Have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? No and no. But I figured out that it was every Sunday night because the door got locked. Oh. And the kids would, we'd knock like, mom, what are you doing in there? And they'd be like, get out of here. Oh, you know your parents had sex four times. Four total times. Yeah. Or because uh, you have four four si- or yeah. four Three children sips. in your That's family. the most. <laughs> they they do it more. I hope it's still at least once a week for their sexual satisfaction. The, the ones like that, they're probably doing it every night. You don't even know it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening. Please check out patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom to we're gonna go through some rapid fire sex questions. I can't wait. To get a little profile on Zach. A sexual profile. This is going to be fun. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode or you appreciate this podcast, don't be selfish. Share it. Do us a favor. The best way to support our show is by sharing it with other people so that we can grow our family and we can continue making these beautiful little episodes. So what you need to do is just copy this link and text it. I don't think my mother is aware of how people share these things, but 
basically whatever app you're using. Click on it. Copy it. And text it. Thank you. Love you. Bye.